right, so let's make it plain. Welcome back to the Make It Plain Wayne podcast, Elevated Friendship. How do you feel about all this going on? Now, I'm going to tell you how I feel, but how do you feel? Let's make it plain. All right, so... Yes, um, we are back with a new episode of the Make It Plain Wayne podcast, and um, you know, I really don't know what to say. <laughs> we we had an episode of the boys that, I mean, they're still just doing it right, and I think the hard the hardest part is like DC and Marvel, and then this off you know blend of of DC. Um, they're all the same thing, and they all involve a lot of the same uh, major topics. Uh, they use race, they use war, um, they use body modifications. You know, like you know, performance enhancing drugs, um, prosthetic limbs, um, military research. Um, they go into outer space. They talk about aliens. Um, they also talk about you know vigilantes. They deal with public perception of things. They deal with points and numbers and votes and and politics and, uh, you know, the dark arts and magic and, and you know, prayer, faith. Um, there's, there's even a church in the, um, the boys. So they all deal with all this stuff in some way, form or fashion. And I mean, they just just toppled me again like they do in, in every show. I just kicked back in my chair. Um, I also want to talk about Juneteenth, um, you know, black history being American history and why now more than ever, there should be such a pairing and such a uh, 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 shoulder to shoulder locking arms embrace of black culture now more than ever. And then Father's Day. Um <laughs> Thank you to Ali Sadiq, uh, the comedian, um, ranked 20th of holidays. So in his words, first is, you know, Christmas, then Mother's Day. And that means it's Jesus, then your mama. <laughs> and, and I started to see kind of a stir from um, and, and rightfully so. Like I understand this 100 percent. A lot of the mothers that are not pleased with their baby daddies. Or a lot of mothers or, you know, <clears throat> young ladies that hate their actual biological father or were wronged by their bi- biological father. They just have no room for them. So they're like, uh, Father's Day? Why? Like, just why? And I think the whole point of it is not to highlight, you know, <laughs> those of us that are in 8th, ninth, and 10th place. But at least you should be able to, to, you know, not not give some type of physical, you know, participation award, but highlight those that are doing the work, right? Those that are not doing the work should never cloud those that are. Um, and I feel like <clears throat> also like like in Blue Lives Matter, th- that that whole statement always confused me because I'm like. Who doesn't support the police? <laughs> like they have government backing. Now I do believe that their systems and equipment and a lot of their training is outdated. So um, that is not right. You know what I mean? Like if you come in my house, 
and the the water heater and all that has rust and is pumping nasty stuff through my house. That's not legit. That's not helpful. How can that person protect and serve when their equipment and training is outdated and wrong? Like that that's kind of that comes above them. So shame on those of you that are governing and guiding and leading our police forces. Like shame on you for that. For not doing better for them. Like why don't you care about them more? You not caring about them more means that they don't come out with a quality experience. Why do I know this? As a coach, okay? As a coach, if you don't give your athletes a quality place to train, right? If you don't give them a quality place to train, if you don't give them quality training, okay? Quality training, and then know how to build a proper plan, which is is really difficult, Build a proper plan that shows that they will be a state champion, a regional champion, a national champion. Their parents, the school, the community, everybody's going to be on your neck or on your head. And it's just like in uh, the NCAA when they start announcing like coaches that they're going to fire. No different. Same thing. All that blends together at the same time. And then, of course, uh, we point the blame at one person to take the heat, which isn't really isn't really fair. But let's go back. Let's talk about the boys. Um, Stan Edgar um, is, you know, both powerful and creepy. Um, I, I love uh, Gustavo Fring. I love, you know, uh, uh, Giancarlo Esbizito. Um like, dude is just awesome. Like, I, <clears throat> and for those of you that don't know, um, his history spans back a long time. As a kid, I'm talking about as a little guy. I remember seeing him in movies like Do the Right Thing with Spike Lee. You know, he's got his flat top. They got their Jordans on, tank tops. It's like 900 degrees outside like it is now. <clears throat> I remember seeing him in a movie called Fresh, which is not too far from his role in um, his role in uh, what you call it, uh, Breaking Bad. Um, and I don't know where I where I saw him over the years, but it was a while. Like it was a good while. Like I didn't, I don't remember seeing him at all um, in the two thousands. I don't know what he was doing in in the from two thousand to two thousand ten. But boy, once that Breaking Bad came out, okay, like everything that he is and was was just revamped and good. Like he went from Breaking Bad to that like World Apocalypse show, and then coming to uh, uh, The Boys and uh, Moff Gideon on uh, not Boba Fett, but The Mandalorian. So I love him as an actor. Uh, I love, you know, the Stan Edgar character. But now we're going from, you know, a, a, a powerful and creepy CEO to a powerful and annoying, frustrating CEO with Ashley. <laughs> I'm like, dude, this chick is hilarious. Like just how she operates and how she moves and, and just does things. And and like her second, Ashley, I'm like, what a reflection of you know, just life and how we do things. Cause if you're a man and you haven't seen the devil wears Prada, this is kind of like that 
it's kind of like a reflection of that that movie just in those two um but <laughs> but yeah um it's also sad you would think that you know a a mulatto mixed uh black man would be the first one that a train could come to you know and search for justice you know we're talking about juneteenth as well searching for justice and balance you know with blue wave kind of kind of bullying his way through black communities and with the way the the show ended like good lord i thought you know i thought his brother was dead but he was you know completely damaged so it looks like both of them might be taking some temp v um but yeah it's like a train is coming to you know homelander and the seven you would think he would have went to stan edgar for the help um instead of ashley like that was kind of like a um a, a kind of a punk move in, in in my mind but that's kind of where he is he is kind of like a punk right now um like it, it it's kind of like the way i feel about it <clears throat> um if you want something done right do it yourself right now i don't know if a train could handle a fight with blue wave like right now cuz he doesn't really have his speed um but um like i said like why not just go to the top dog um same thing with starlight like starlight is going to ashley for help when really she should kind of be on team you know uh uh <clears throat> team huey and team um butcher to get that help um which by the way i completely skipped over that diabolical uh animated strip um amazing like super amazing crazy now, when it got to the Aquafina and the like, you know, Temp V turd, I kind of like was like, I'm not watching this. Like, y'all, y'all lost me. But the episode with the uh, the man and the woman taking the Temp V to look better and get more followers and become, you know, Vought uh, uh, superstars, I love that. Like that was awesome. Like what what an amazing reflection of just how we've been over the last couple of years like maybe instead of you know trying to force the image maybe we just do the work you know that that guy next door guy next door girl next door you know type thought and mentality like it's still a powerful thing you know you, you got you're on the same <laughs> socioeconomic you know level of the ladder you know why not hey you know I noticed you next door. I'm actually about to move even better. I'm actually about to move. So I thought maybe, you know, maybe we go out on a date sometime. Maybe I could take you to dinner, maybe a movie, um, or even just a walk if you like. Because, um, yeah, if things go bad, <laughs> things go bad in that apartment, now you live next to the person you had a bad date with, which, ugh. Like, you, you got to be on the move. Because, um, yeah, just dating the person next door. Um, or maybe move upstairs. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just wanted to give a little love, a little shout out to them uh, for that. That was awesome. Um, Temp V is crazy. Like Temp V is crazy and terrifying. Um, and just the fact that Huey and the Butcher, as far as side effects, are only having hangovers, really. Um, Huey's arm is fully healed. And we watched Kimiko break his arm like clean good lord he it was like a, a a popsicle stick she just broke that thing on down 
So Tim V isn't all bad, right? Now, would there be some, you know, mental side effects later on? I don't know. Like, is his head going to explode like the guy that was taking Tim V in the in the animated series to, you know, and, and this cat woman girlfriend? I don't know. What does Temp V ultimately leave you with as far as bad side effects? You know, shrunken libido, testosterone, you know, balls. Do women get big necks and facial hair? Um, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know. But Temp V is not all bad. Like, I I don't know. And so, I don't know. M.M. M.M. is kind of a punk for not taking it. He's talking about drawing a line where... What if everybody's stepping over the line? Like, what are you literally doing? Like, he's literally stepping over the line of fatherhood to go and catch a ghost. Like, he's not spending time with his daughter. He's not spending family time with her. He's so consumed by this, he doesn't realize he's about a whole football field over his line. Like, like, what do you have to lose? Like, you're so far away from the line that you need to take a couple uh, hits of that Temp V and just go battle it out with um, Soldier Boy. Then at least you would know that you at least tried instead of sitting in a room and panicking and sweating every time you think about Daddy. So it makes me laugh that Soldier Boy is kind of that Winter Soldier story. You know, they experimented on him. They tortured him. You know, this, that, and the Russians and... I'm like, okay, this is cute. This is funny because, like, no cap, um, DC has been doing the same, or, I'm sorry, Marvel has been doing the same thing with DC products for maybe last four or five years. Everything that DC does not tell well or do very well on, Marvel takes it and touches it up. And does an even better job with it. Case in point. In Eternals. Now, I don't know how well Eternals does in comparison to all of the DC films. I'm not going to do all that because it got a lot of heavy criticism. Um, But they literally mentioned, are you Superman? No, I don't need a cape to fly. Well, maybe you're like Batman. No, nothing like that. Like, they literally mentioned Superman and Batman in the movie Eternals. Like, it they, they just sunned them. They completely sunned them. Like, I'm above you. You know, where I can mention your comic in my movie, and, and I got it. The Flashpoint Paradox was... Uh, the Flashpoint Paradox is one of the greatest stories... In, in in the DC um, era, to me, um, because you get a little bit of you get a, a, a blend of things that would lead you to uh, something similar to um, the boys, you know, like Homelander, like Maeve, like the Deep, you know, where things aren't so good and 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 clear cut as they have been. You know, some people are more villainous, some people are more annoying, some people are more you know, uh, uh, heroic than you thought. Like, Lex Luthor is is a hero. And, you know, the O-Man, you know, is, is or not O-Man, that's Crisis on Two Earths. Um, you know, Superman might be a little bit more dark and jaded, um, you know, him and Wonder Woman, because she is a warrior. 
So anytime for me, I've seen it where I'm like, wow, like, man, I really wish DC would develop this better or do this better. Um, they just take it and, and run with it. I don't know how much of the Hawkeye story we're going to get. I don't know if we're going to get a season two or a th- uh, season three, but Hawkeye just took everything that Green Arrow did and just made it better. <laughs> I mean, it, it's the Marvel version, but they're the same thing, right? They're the same thing. So the uh, Winter Soldier, Soldier Boy, um, it's like Soldier, Winter Soldier, Soldier Boy, um, is it's a dope story. I like it. Um, um, and it it alludes to the POW story. That's something it's so sad that I'm kind of afraid to look at it sometimes. You know, we've had president, a president that literally said, nope, <clears throat> keep me in here until you take up all the men. And then in the Rambo movie, like those guys in, in Rambo, those guys are just sitting in there skin and bones because they've been starved this whole time. And it's like being a prisoner of war is is a reality for some of these soldiers that I don't know. They they might get up and walk out <clears throat> like I remember when the Saving Private Ryan movie came out. When the Saving Mo- Private Ryan movie came out, it was so powerful. The sound was so good. The explosions were so realistic and the story had grabbed some of these gentlemen so much. You had World War II vets walking out of there crying like they, they just couldn't do it. So that prisoner of war story, while as millennials, we might think it's a cool story. I, I think maybe we should just pause and just accept the fact that, man, maybe this was real for somebody someday. You know, maybe this was a lot more hurtful than just, you know, good storytelling. Maybe it's because it's rooted to something real. So aside from that, Frenchie is an errand boy hit man again. Um, I love his character. I love his look. Um, everybody's really dark in this show, which I think really plays to um, where DC goes. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's he's working for his, his Russian boss again. That's, in a nutshell, super sad because... For me, I'm I'm hoping if this is the end of the boys, um, that that him going back to her signals the end of this show because it's like going back to that trash, going back to a, a a mental prison is something nobody wants to do. And Kimiko has been trying to tell him, "Let's run, let's go." And um, yeah, I got sunshine. <laughs> now she's singing and doing her Judy Garland, you know, impression and. And she's she's gorgeous. So, you know, when she kisses him, I'm like, whoa. But you've known that. You've known she loves that boy. You've known you've known that the whole time that they got something powerful going on. So, you know, whatever. Um But la- last two things I want to talk about is Homelander and MM. Um Homelander is the perfect Superman story we needed. Um that's why they had to kill him back in the early, early nineties. His stories just weren't um, profitable anymore. It was like the green arrow and his punching uh, glove arrow was like the number one comic at the time. He was selling better than Batman and Superman at that time. So, you know, people get tired of just this yoked up, you know, perfect looking uh, choir boy from Kansas. 
Like, how can you connect and resonate with that? Um, now, you can connect and resonate with a quarterback because they're they're human. They get sacked. They have all these things happen to them. They they go through, you know, the the uh, uh, trials and and not trials, but they go through um, the draft and they go through college and they they go through high school and we, we feel like they're a part of us and. You know, they're like a normal size man. Some of them, you know, they're like six one, six two, maybe even six three, or, or in Big Ben or uh, 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 Cam Newton's case, you know, like look like a bodyguard. They're like over six three, six four, kind of meaty. Uh, and and Cam is like a vegan too. Um, but yeah, he's the he's the perfect Superman story that we needed. Um, and Homelander is the perfect, you know, he's the perfect version of like <laughs> Superman is like the story that they want you to believe as a hero. But then Homelander is like the truth of what, you know, a lot of men in power are. It's like Superman is like this image of what they want you to believe. And then Homelander is the, is the image of of like reality, like what you really run into when you meet that hero, right? I'm not saying they're not heroic, but a lot of times, a lot of stuff that they are, they've been going through, um, is a little, a little dirty. There's a little dirt gets in your eye when you, <laughs> when you walk up on them. They're a little, little musty. So, last thing I'll say with MM and Soldier Boy, I think in a sad way, I think Soldier Boy killing MM's dad was just debris. Like, I don't think it was as meaningful as we want it to be. And the hard part is, especially in that time, um, the hard part is I'm watching M.M. walk around with N.W.A. and pro-black shirts on this whole time. Well, we know how that whole thing ends. What happened to Martin Luther King? Who killed him? What happened to Malcolm X? Who killed him? And in, and bottom line is why would they be um, um, from the inside, you know, why are these people being paid off and encouraged from the inside to take them out, you know, from known forces that I don't know or I don't really care um, on the outside? So I don't know what, what M.M.'s dad was doing, but I know if you watch the show Black Lightning, uh, uh, you know, Black Lightning's dad was standing up to someone that was damaging the community. So what was M.M.'s dad doing, you know, and, and that that in a nutshell makes M.M. Um, uh, uh, I th- in my case, too emotional. It makes him, you know, not clear unless they do the episode where they explain like they need to explain, like, what is it that he was doing? Was he a civil rights leader? Was he a whistleblower? Um, was he in a relationship with the, you know, the chick with the dazzle hands, the redhead that, you know, we just saw uh, get a little spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, um, brightened. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, um, that's all I'll say about that. Having a great time with the show. Um, it's dope. I'm really enjoying it and 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 love the show. But um, aside from that. Um, I won't need to take too long to say this um, with Juneteenth. Black history is American history. And 
to quote Chris Rock in his 1998 stand-up, everyone that you hate ends up in your family. And now as I look at um, the pride flag, the pride flag includes now uh, trans, black, brown, and the rainbow colors. So, I, like, I had a friend of mine really up up in arms with me. He's like, why are they forcing the flag on so many things? Why are they forcing the flag on this, that, and the other? Why are they forcing this, that, and there? Because if, if I force my, you know, Republican beliefs, or if I force my Christian beliefs, or if I force this on somebody's jersey or their uniform or this, that, and the other, everybody will lose their mind. I think it's just a simple fact that with the pride flag, it includes so many communities that have not been represented together before. Like in 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 a nutshell, church could have done it. Like the the church as a whole, Catholic, Protestant, charismatic, Baptist, charis, you know, Baptist, Pentecostal, Methodist, Lutheran, the church as a whole could have unified with a church flag, with a Jesus flag or a Christian flag. It could have been like a like a, Facebook has the F. It could have been like a, a cross with a J at the bottom, you know, could have done it. But nobody wanted to unify and get along. And now, as you know, we're seeing, you know, pastors retire. I just saw my dad retire from pastoring. Um, churches are closing. So. The pride flag and the pride community is gaining momentum and gaining power. And churches are closing. So that all has to do with recruiting. Like, I hate to say it that way, but how how do I get, if I am in recharge, if I'm in charge of recruiting, how do I get better wide receivers to my team? I got to wait for the draft. I got to put something good in their ear. And then hopefully when that time comes, draft comes, somebody doesn't snatch my wide receivers. Well, if you never recruit wide receivers, you got to deal with who walks onto your team. And if the people that walk onto your team are constantly getting clobbered and beat down, well, you're not going to have many wide receivers. People are just going to stop showing up. Then it trickles down to your other teammates. Then nobody really wants to be there. Then it just becomes what it becomes. And people are just looking at it like, oh, that's a nice gym. That's not a team. That's not a, that's, that's, it was a team, but now it's just a place you can just kind of go work out. They lost their team years ago. So, like, what are you doing to recruit and, 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 and build strength. And like now coming back to Juneteenth, um, you want to tell the story, right? You want to tell the story. Like I said, Chris Rock said it best, who you hate ends up in your family. Like there still haven't been any just apologies or friendships made from the same community that hung these business owners, a, a, a lot of those people that were hung from trees were business owners. So you might say, well, get over it and, and this, that, and the other, and, and this, and, and that, that was so long ago. If it was so long ago, why do we still celebrate things from, I don't know, before that time? 1776 is, is almost a full well, it was at 110 years before 1865. So we can celebrate the birth of a nation, but we can't celebrate 
when all of its citizens were free. Like, why is that? That that's that's not right. That's like saying that we're going to celebrate the graduation of the seniors that graduate in 2022, but we can't celebrate the graduation of, you know, the kids that graduate in 2024 until maybe 100 years later. And then when we do celebrate it, <laughs> when we do celebrate it in in 20 um or in 21 uh 24, People say, well, that was so long ago. Like, why are you guys bringing up old news? Well, we we never really got to celebrate. Every, like, most of the towns and cities that I've been to, most of the states, towns, and cities I've been to were established around the same time, 1865, um, around the same time of, you know, the Juneteenth celebration. So let me ask you this question. If I start my business on the same day you were born, how much momentum do you think you'll have in in comparison to me? So if I'm Apple or if I'm Berkshire Hathaway or I'm Elon Musk, you know, I'm Tesla. um, Let's just stick with Apple, right? If I'm Apple, how in the world (laughs) as a company can I catch up to you? If I was born in in 2020 or born in 2007, so if I'm born on that day, how do I catch up to someone who's already had years and years and, and corporate momentum in ways that I wasn't allowed to look at? I wasn't even allowed to read. <laughs> so not telling black history as American history makes it look like we need to tell it. It makes it look like we need to come back and tell it. That person in the room that you keep ignoring is now going to HR. The, the, the whole principle of HR and, and having a balanced corporate sound company is it, it's, it's your internal whistleblower. You whistleblow before somebody can blow it on you, right? That's what we're we're doing in a nutshell. So do it for yourself. Quality HR is telling the whole story. The the longer you neglect to tell this story, the more your company erodes from the inside. I mean, people are just going to continue to leave. And I don't mean leave as in leave the location. I mean leave as in mindset and trust. Because at some point at some point, everyone in their family is going to have someone that's either black or Mexican or pride, or, you know, a pride member. So do you just kill your family or <laughs> kill the men? We kill the men to stop this or you kill the women. That, you can't. So if you don't tell black history as American history, it makes it look like you're trying to hide it which is why things like CRT are now, I don't know, coming about. Like, to me, you don't need CRT when you tell the whole story. There are black soldiers that fought right alongside white soldiers in almost every war, every battle. (laughs) And it's like, that's not black history. That's just American history. Just tell it all. And when you, like, as I'm saying, when you don't tell it, 
it makes it look like we have to tell it. And like, I don't know, like, I mean, if somebody has to keep telling you to, hey, can you put your clothes away? Hey, will you do your laundry? Hey, will you brush your teeth? Hey, will you do this? When you continue to neglect those things, it's like sweeping it under the rug. At some point, it's going to create a stench. Not because that thing stinks, but your lack of care of it stinks. So we're all people. We all make this country better and stronger. Why not embrace that together? Because what comes after all of this attitude and that's not what this country was founded on. Well, what was it founded on? If it was founded on Jesus Christ, I don't see that. (laughs) I'm not seeing that. Where's Jesus Christ on the dollar in God we trust? Where's Jesus Christ in the amendments? Where's Jesus Christ in um, um, the, uh, the, the Pledge of Allegiance? It's under God. Well, what God? <laughs> Anubis? Horus? The all-seeing eye? <laughs> like, what God? So, Juneteenth, black history is American history. If you don't tell it as so, you will constantly find an uphill battle of trying to explain why. <laughs> so, yeah. Last but not least, Father's Day, um, ranked 20th of holidays. Thank you, Elisa Deke. Um, just don't cancel me, right? Don't cancel me because of the hurt of bad Valentines, which I used to hate on, and many people followed, right? Um, I had some girls one time tell me, which I will tell this story until I'm old and gray and it's, it's my last breath. They said, well, you know, you can call your grandma on Valentine's day and happy, say happy Valentine's day. And that really shook me because then I realized that it wasn't that Valentine's day was bad. It was that my mind was limited, right? You don't have to celebrate for father's day. Somebody that ain't shit. You can celebrate somebody on Father's Day that is a good father and be thankful to them. And the hard part is for a lot of us, including myself, we get so wrapped up in our emotions that we we limit our mindset. We limit who we can congratulate. We limit who we can learn from as a mentor, male and female. And now that I'm smart enough to know you can have a female mentor and a male mentor, life, okay? My ears are so much better, right? So you don't have to celebrate somebody that's trash. Go celebrate somebody that did well. Happy Father's Day to Uncle Phil. The only father that I ever knew is what Kendrick uh, um, J. Cole says. You can celebrate somebody that was a good father. It's like, it's funny, like, there's all these Mother's Day sales. And it's because the the intelligence of a woman overrides what men do so many times. Women are just thinking eight, nine steps ahead of us. And that's why we have to cater to them because they're just doing more, right? What do we care about as men? Like food, protecting people, <laughs> food, protecting people, sports. Like, really, we're just so simple. And that's why even in the clothing stores, it's just not for us. The Father's Day sales is at Menards. (laughs) It's for guns and tools, (laughs) right? Mother's Day sale is the whole, whole, 
whole world. It's at Kohl's, the mall, Borsheim's, uh, Every Kiss Begins with K. Uh, uh, there's planes and all this and all that. But, you know, this is a special Father's Day. My wife gave me something that I never even thought possible. She put um, myself and my daughter on a billboard. And you, we're driving by it and looking at it. I'm just like, wow, that's us up there. You put our love out there to the whole city. That's something that, I mean, still, I am still in such shock because I'm like, wow, like somebody cared about me enough to remind me that, hey, you're doing a good job. And I think that's what Father's Day is about. It's not about representing somebody that's not even going to show up to the field or show up to the arena. It's about taking the time to represent somebody that's doing a good job, to highlight them as an example to the people that also should be doing that same work. Because um, to be honest, I didn't come fully loaded with all the knowledge of the good fatherhood. Some of it was given to me by women. Some of it was given to me by mothers. Some of it was given to me by female friends. And when it came, when it came to the male perspective, the male perspective was just the icing on the cake because it was the mindset that helped me adjust and better my mindset. So that's all I got for you all. We'll be back for some more. Um, the world of track and field is going insane. Shelly Ann Frazier Price running 10 6 6. Uh, my boy Devin Allen is running a 12 8 4. Good God. Um, I knew he was capable, but I thought it would happen uh, earlier in his career, um, not as he's getting older and then about to go play for the Eagles. So. Um, love those two greatly. They're amazing. They're awesome. And uh, yeah, I love you all. Hope you love me back. You can love, like, and share these messages. I'll see you soon.